You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Wednesday, and I mean, we're getting closer to game day and in a week, weirdly, where we are all <laughs> anxiously awaiting a game against Rutgers. Who would have believed that a couple of years ago? And hey, we'll see what happens if it's going to be like the previous game or like what we're accustomed to seeing from Michigan versus Rutgers. Uh, I, I will start my prediction process tonight, maybe tomorrow. But uh, anyway, Lockdown Wolverines podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I am your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. It is a dreary Wednesday. After a dreary Tuesday, it was at least a dreary warm Wednesday, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday is a different story. Unfortunately, cold and rainy if you are in Ann Arbor, Michigan or the vicinity. So if you find yourself in Florida or California or anywhere that's not here, <laughs> at least you can enjoy hopefully the day. Um, not a lot of outside recreation going on. Anyway, uh, we are going to just obviously continue talking about what this team is. One of the things that I want to get to is the thing that I've been talking about for a couple of weeks now, because I feel like even though most of you who listen to me probably get it, I, there's still like, I, I, I look at the comments on Twitter or on the YouTube channel now, not the Lockdown Wolverines one, but the Wolverines Wire one that I have, my personal one. And it just seems like there's a lot of people that just don't get it right now. Like there it's, I understand you're shell shocked by the past, right? You, you, you feel like everything that's happened, especially in the last 14 years ish, really since honestly, since the day that Bo Schumbeckler died, Michigan football has not been the same since Bo Schumbeckler died. And even though it's backed as far as, I don't want to say culturally, but I mean, in a way culturally, but I mean, obviously there have been issues culturally within Schembecker Hall the last year, maybe two, uh, which has kind of led to losses and such. Uh, certainly, it wasn't, um, it, it, there were issues before Jim Harbaugh arrived. Jim Harbaugh's fixed a lot of those things, but there's still obviously that that fear, right, that okay, things look good now, and then Michigan's going to go play at Wisconsin, and then it's going to be exactly what we've seen the last two years. Maybe that's true, maybe it isn't, right? Nothing you can do about it right now, nothing you can do about it this week. But still, just like this idea that because Michigan ran the ball so much so far, that it's, not, that it's so one-dimensional that there's no way that they're going to be able to beat these other teams. And that they need to pass the ball more. Listen, if if you if it if you look at Western Michigan and then again at NIU, and I know those aren't top defenses or anything, but if you look at those games, you can see that Michigan can pass the ball. Like how much we don't know yet, but they have the top rushing offense in the country, and it'd be one thing if they were running the ball. And weren't having success, but they're running at 
it, they're number one in, the, in, in yards per game right now. They're fourth in the country when it comes to yards per rushing attempt. Teams aren't stopping them right now. Will Wisconsin stop them from being able to run the ball? I, I'd say it's probably they'll at least slow them down a lot. They're not going to run for 350 yards against Wisconsin. Heck, they might not run for 100 yards against Wisconsin. Wisconsin's not letting anyone run the ball against them. I don't think we're necessarily going to get a good idea of how good Wisconsin's rushing defense is going to be this week against Notre Dame because I don't think Notre Dame has the horses either. I don't think Notre Dame's is good up front. When I watched that uh, Notre Dame-Florida State game in week one, and Florida State's defensive line was winning that battle against the Notre Dame front. So I don't know that we're necessarily going to see that. And I understand today's college football, people want to see, as, as I said, on uh, the M zone on Friday, you know, people, people look at it like they, they want to see the, the sexy thing, which is passing the ball. Right. It's like the, and hearkening back to, uh, if you're watching it on video, I'm wearing a Simpsons hoodie with Homer Simpson on it. Referencing the Simpsons. I, I, I said, it's like that uh, episode with Mark McGuire. He's like, you want me to tell you about this whole conspiracy and how it works? Or do you want to see me sock some dingers? And everyone yelled, dingers. I think that's the thing is people would much rather see an explosive passing game than an explosive running game. But also, you just go back to yesterday's episode, Tuesday's episode with Seth Galina and talking about how the the spread is dying. And in, 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 in a... Um, in an era when everyone's passing the ball, sometimes it can be a benefit to run it, right? I said this on the morning drip this morning. If, you know, you look at a lot of those Urban Meyer teams, with the exception of 2019, and uh, obviously Ryan Day uh, certainly was passing the ball a lot with Justin Fields. They, they were pretty balanced. But you look at some of those rushing offenses that Urban Meyer always had. It was his calling card. We're going to find ways to run on you, and there's nothing you're going to be able to do about it. It's being able to run the ball is a huge positive. Some of these other years that Michigan's had, I would even say 2018 included, as good as that year was for Michigan, they were able to pass pretty well. I mean, it was pretty balanced, but... When they needed to be able to run the ball, they couldn't. Look at the final game of the season in the regular season against Ohio State. If Michigan could have just run the ball at the end and worn down that defensive line, we, there wouldn't have been a situation where Ohio State had the ball last with the ability to tie the ball game, right? So this is a positive, and I don't understand why people don't get it. I, 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 I understand that you, you sit here and say, well, they're not going to be able to do this every game. Well, running the, the the fear of Michigan being able to run all over you is going to open up other opportunities. And Zach Zinter talked about that yesterday. Here's what he had to say about that. You know, we just go week by week. You know, every team's going to bring something else. Rutgers is going to come in here 3-0, hungry, ready to go. And uh, we just have the mindset that we're going to keep doing what we're doing. We're going to run the ball when we need to. We're going to throw when we can. They start packing the box. We'll throw it over their heads. So, again, there's there's things that I feel like, I don't know, I just don't understand. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things, it's just like, this is good. Everything so far has been good, with the exception of K-1. 
Cade going seven for 15 against one of the best pass defenses it's going to face all year. I understand you sit there and you look and say Washington sucks. Washington's offense sucks. Washington's defense is still really good. I'm going to go and look at the numbers right now. Uh, so bear with me for a moment because I'm doing this spur of the moment. I did not have this pulled up. But if, if you want to look at where Washington stands right now, total defense, and I know it's, it's not as high as it probably would have been if Michigan didn't run all over them, but still they're, they're 32nd in the country in total defense. You look overall, they gave up 100 and, sorry, 232 yards to Montana and 275 yards to Arkansas State. Those are obviously very good numbers. They lost the first game. But defensively, they did their job. They held Montana to 13 points. FCS opponent or not, I mean, you're holding someone to under, you're holding someone to two scores. Good. Arkansas State, if you remember, was a pretty decent team at least last year. Uh, well, it ended. Well, it started off as a decent team. They beat Kansas State is the thing I'm remembering. I didn't follow them after that, uh, but they lost five in a row. So I mean, they went four and seven. So I guess they weren't a decent team, but they certainly, I mean, they upset. Uh, Kansas State team they had no business uh, beating, right? And Washington beat Arkansas State 52-3. to Good job. Good stuff, right? So they haven't let up, given up more than 35 points in eight years, as Jake Butt said uh, on uh, the preview show uh, going into that game. So that's the total defense. Passing defense? Again, I know Michigan didn't really pass on Washington much, but number four in the country. Michigan didn't try. That's the other thing. Michigan hasn't tried to pass the ball. Okay, let me, we're getting over time here. Let's continue this conversation here in a moment. But before we do, uh, we're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start yet another football season. We're actually a quarter of the way through now. Almost a third, believe it or not. As always, betonline.ag is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with the new updated site and interface and even more odds, props, and contests. Betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head over to betonline.ag, sign up today to receive that 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code locked on from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. They also have horse racing. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. I want to continue, like I was saying, number four pass defense in the country. Washington uh, gave up only 44 to Michigan, of course, but 105 to Montana, 
220 to Arkansas State, but Arkansas State threw 49 times. They were averaging 4.5 yards per attempt. You look back 2020, if the computer wants to work, which it does not. I mean, they played four games. The most they gave up was 259 yards to Arizona in a decisive win. Arizona, 39 attempts. Stanford had the most success in yards per attempt at 8.1. Uh, but I, I, And they also had 252 yards. You go back even the year before, the only team that passed over 300 on them was Washington State with 308. Otherwise, most of their games, I mean, just look, 211, 111, 254, 277, 163, 293 again to Stanford, 209, 280, 284, so on and so forth. They're not giving up a lot of passing yards. Historically, 2018, no one game over 300. Again, Stanford has their number, 347. Otherwise, two, three games above 250. 272 to UCLA, 273 to Auburn, 251 to Ohio State. So, good pass defense. It's been a, it's been a very good pass defense. That's just the numbers there. If you look 2020, I, I, I don't know if they'll if that will necessarily register here. Uh, let's see. I had it 13th pass defense in 2020, 2019. Washington had the, I probably should have done this a little bit differently, 56. So it was okay. 2018, it was 25th. This is a good pass defense. And Michigan didn't need to pass. It was part of the game plan. This is the thing I'm telling you. For those for those who just are like all up in arms, and it's just, it's uh, the reason why we're de- devoting a lot of this episode to it is because it's just so many people are so, still so up in arms about it. They were running, as much as they were running, they were still running at six yards per carry. If you can't stop the run game and you're not coughing up the football, which Michigan wasn't, then you just keep doing it. You Like anything, just like Ohio State in 2018, when they just kept on throwing these crossing routes, Michigan can't stop it. We're just going to keep doing it, right? If you can't stop someone from running the football, then just keep running the football. If Michigan would have stopped running and started trying to air it out and and wasn't having a ton of success there or was having moderate success, people would say, why aren't you, why are you doing that? It's the same reason why I got frustrated last year was because when you looked at some of the ability to run the ball, I understand they were behind in games, but like Zach Charbonnet rattles off a 73-yard touchdown, and you don't see him again for two quarters. You know, Hassan Haskins doing decent. I mean, they had a pretty high yards per carry last year, and inexplicably, they'd get away from it and pass the ball. Do the things that are working. <laughs> that, that's, that's the thing. I, it doesn't matter what you do against Washington for Wisconsin, right? I understand you want to see more of the passing game because you're probably not going to be able to beat Wisconsin if you're one-dimensional. It's just not going to happen, right? You're not going to be able to beat Penn State or Michigan State or Ohio State if you're one-dimensional. Well, you might be able to beat Ohio State if running the ball happens to be the thing you're good at. But, I mean, ultimately, it starts with the attitude that we're seeing from these players. They're, They're not lucking into being able to run the ball. 
Like, okay, game one, you look at it and you say, hey, all right, they're able to do it. But you also have to watch the fact that the offensive line is opening up big holes. They're doing big things in that light. The fact that it's you're seeing all of this this great blocking, both at the line of scrimmage and downfield, right? That should be the thing that makes you say, hey, you know what? They're actually really good at doing this. We'll see if that, that continues. But all we can do is look and say, this is what the team's done good so far. And is it real or is it a fluke? It's been real, right? It's not like Minnesota where they do things really good for one game and then they then you go into Michigan State and all the things that they did well in week one, they aren't able to replicate the following week. They have three weeks now where we can look and say, yes, they can run the football. Will those numbers go down? Will they still be the number one rushing offense in the country by the end of the season? Time will tell. But we've seen also Cade McNamara threw for 191 yards on just 11 attempts. He's got a he's got the I think the second highest yard per attempt average in the Big Ten. Like they're doing what they need to do, and I understand. None of you had a problem uh, with it in 2018 until Ohio State came around, and it didn't work because. Everyone loved ball control at that point until it didn't work. So I understand you're shell-shocked, those of you who are struggling with this, but I don't think it's necessarily indicative that Michigan can't do it. We've seen it in glimpses. They haven't needed to do it. Heck, Cade McNamara was throwing the ball all around over Rutgers last year. We know he can throw the ball. We just They haven't needed to, so he's a com- completed or he's attempted 11 passes in two games and 15 and one and against the best pass defense they faced in which they weren't throwing downfield. They were mostly throwing laterally. It was only a seven for 15 performance. Okay. There were some issues in that game, but we've seen him being able to throw downfield. We've seen some of the receivers being able to get open. Michigan's got a really good run game that will open things up for the pass game. Teams have to respect the fact that, just like Zach Zinter said, you know, they're going to load that box. That creates different opportunities. All right. Let's let's move on. <laughs> I'm not sure to what, but I'm done talking about it. Obviously, I, I it just gets I've been fired up about it because it's just like it's a barrage of negativity. Um, you all know how much I love Built Bar. Uh, I have bought several boxes of my own volition. When I say several, I mean dozens. I buy at least a box a month, and I've been doing so for a year and a half. You don't know what Built Bar is. It means you probably are new to this show, but it is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Uh, they are so delicious, I have two at a time. Uh, peanut butter brownie is my favorite. They have this new one. I'd have to look at a wrapper, and I don't want to do that. But uh, it's like, what is it, Co- uh, cookie dough chunk? Oh, man, that is also really good. Uh, they sent me six bars of it, and I tore through it in a day and a half because, yes, ma- mostly I was just having two at a time. But you know what? I can have two at a time, and it's still uh, lower calorie and higher protein than getting like a metrics meal replacement, like a big 100. Uh, so it's everything you want. So go to Built.com, put in promo code LOCKED15, Built.com, promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order just like I do. Also, got to tell you about prize picks. 
Uh, all right, college football fanatics, have you heard about it? Prize Picks is a daily fantasy. Uh, I always add an indefinite article there. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this. I know you will too. Prize Picks offers every sport you can think of, like NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, Major League Baseball, soccer, MMA, and more. Price Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players you might not have ever even heard of. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of your users that... Uh, I gotta delete that. Anyone who deposits and uses the promo code will receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks also allows mixed sport entries. That means you can take the over on LeBron combined with the under on Mahomes in the same entry. Use the award-winning app, which you can get on the Apple App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. Prize Picks is also safe and offers fast withdrawal, so don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Go to your app store. Download it today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. All right. We spent all this time talking about the offense. Let's talk a little bit about the defense just because, yeah, I mean, it's been very good so far. But the thing is, yes, they have not played an offense with a pulse. The good news of being in the Big Ten, however, is you're not going to see a ton of those for a little while. I think your first real test there is, I mean, maybe this week, but Rutgers is very inconsistent. Uh, Wisconsin hasn't shown any proclivity to really do much offensively in what we've seen so far. We'll see against Notre Dame. whose Defense is somewhat suspect so far. Um, I, I think the big thing is, is probably that Nebraska game uh, just because we've seen Nebraska have a little bit more consistency offensively. Uh, and then obviously the Michigan state game is going to be the biggest challenge thus far. Michigan state's offense has been very good so far and they've been very creative. I, I would recommend uh, if you didn't get to watch any of the games, uh, like I didn't get to watch the Michigan state Miami game. I just saw highlights and I saw clips with space coyote on Twitter uh, from breakdown sports uh, he's a Michigan fan, but he, he he does you know obviously more than just Michigan. Uh, he has a, some really good breakdowns of some of the creative play designs that uh, Michigan State's offense has had. But uh, for as good as Blake Corum has been, Kenneth Walker is basically the same so far. I think the difference is Kenneth Walker's the one guy they have essentially. Uh, I mean, they have others. They, they they've still got Hayward, and they've still got uh, who's the, the Elijah Collins. Uh, but they uh, really it's none of those guys compared to the the fact that Michigan on top of Corum has Haskins as well. Uh, I think that's going to be the one. Peyton Thorne's been very good so far as a quarterback. He's been very good, very efficient, very smart, and I think that they've got a lot to uh, to be fearful of. Uh, we'll see how they do against Nebraska themselves. Uh, their defense is a little bit more suspect, I think, um, from what we've seen. But Miami... Their offense, I think, is probably a, a better offense than what Michigan's faced. So we'll see what what happens there. But Michigan probably won't get that that test unless something changes at Wisconsin in a hurry, and they did have a bye week, so maybe it will. Uh, I, I think Michigan's going to get its big test more so down the line with Michigan State. Uh, then after that, in, 
Indiana's offense is in disarray, absolute disarray right now. Um, Penn State, obviously, offensively is good. Maryland's offensively is very good. Ohio State, also good. So that's the other thing. No matter what Michigan's offense does, we aren't going to really know what the defense is capable of doing, per se, until it takes on the latter half of the schedule. Because the the more prolific offenses in the conference are going to come on that back end. So there's still a lot to learn, right? And, you, you know, there's a reason why people make fun of Michigan and talk about September Heisman's and such like that. I think part of that comes starting in the Rich Rod era when things would look really good in non-conference and then bad after that. That hasn't been the case for Jim Harbaugh's Michigan teams. Michigan's, Michigan, they haven't lost a ton in September under Harbaugh, but, I mean, they lost the first game that he coached against Utah at Utah. Then they lost, uh, they lost in 2018 against Notre Dame. Uh, I think the only difference is like with 2017 is, yeah, they beat Florida and then the, the season went south, uh, you know, starting in October. The, the big reason for that is more so because you lost Wilton Spate, I think, even though he wasn't looking good in the first drive against Purdue. Who knows how that game would have gone? Uh, but uh, that's, I think, more of an aberration. So defensively, there's still a lot to learn. And uh, at least you, you feel good about Aiden Hutchinson looking the part of being this absolute game wrecker, right? He looks every bit as, as damaging as any of the Bosa brothers at this point, right? And uh, so it'll be interesting to see, uh, how you know, does, does every team just try to get the ball out quickly? Like, do they have to change their identity if they're not one that's just going to be like, all right, we just got to get the ball out as fast as possible? How much are people are going, are, are they going to do that? And when you try to get the ball out quickly, I mean, it, defensive backs might be right there, right? You know, it, it, you might not be getting much of anything. You know, you're not letting plays develop. You're not going with necessarily what you want to run in order to just to negate the pass rush. So a, a lot of it will hinge on how good the defensive backs will be, and so far, so good. Uh, they're getting confidence as they go through. So that's, I think, all you can ask for. Right now, Michigan's giving you everything you can ask for. Quarter way through the season, and you just have to look at it and say, there are very few issues right now with this team. It, does it get harder? It absolutely does. And will it get you know even harder the next week and finally go on the road to Wisconsin? And that's going to be a, a hard game. National audience, it's, it's going to be rocking in Camp Randall. Michigan hasn't won there since 2001. Sure. But these players... They aren't responsible for that. That's one of the things I always like to try to remind people. You know, just because the 2001 team was the last one that, you know, these guys weren't the ones in like 2003 or 2005, you know, that went to Wisconsin and didn't win. You know, they, they, they some of them, yeah, they were around in 2019, but not all of them, you know. Cade McNamara was on that team. I don't know that he even traveled for that game. Maybe he did. I don't remember off, you know, per se, but. He, uh, you know, and he wasn't even the starting quarterback last year. Defense should be better because it's not going to be predictable. So a lot, a lot that we have to learn, but still, I would just take a deep breath. If you find yourself getting upset, understand that there's still a lot going for this team so far. So good. Don't overreact to the good. Don't overreact to what you haven't seen. And we'll see when it comes to those bigger games. If Michigan goes to Wisconsin and does not do well, all right. Well, now we know what the expectations are for this team. But, you know, it's 
as Jim Harbaugh always says, will not apologize for a lot uh, for a win. You know, not going to go apologizing for a win right now. Michigan's three and zero. So, all right, that's going to do it for us for today. Do it for us for I can't speak. You know what I'm saying. Uh, get your questions in on Twitter for the mailbag, which will be Thursday, and we will talk then. Thank you for listening and or watching. If you're watching on YouTube or not, either way, make sure you subscribe. Locked on Wolverine's channel. Easy search to find. Uh, anyway, we'll talk to you soon. Peace.